What is up, guys, and welcome to episode 12 of the Dad's Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Flack 2.0. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about customer service, or the lack thereof. It is the week of Valentine's, so I'd like to know what you're getting your significant other's um, Valentine's. And of course, it is February. It is Black History Month. Um, Growing up in Oakland, it was a big deal, and it still is a big deal. Just wanted to share a little story I had about that. Before we get into today's topics, just a little check-in about this past week. Um, You know, shout-out again to Aaron Goodard7 on Twitter. Um, You know, basically always plugging the show. So, really support. Shows a lot of support to the show, so I do appreciate you. So, again, another shout-out to her. Check her out. She's the the math mom. I call her the math mom because she does a lot of math stuff with her kids. Um, if you haven't checked her out, check her blog. Um, you can follow her on Twitter at Erin Goodard Seven. Um, so again, just she's shown the, the show a lot of love. So I always want to you know shout out folks that are showing a lot of support. Um, let's see, the kids are sick, but that's kind of like the life of preschool. So kind of not nothing, anything new there. And then um, this past Thursday, we actually uh, recorded. Episode 7 of the Practical Pivot Show, which is uh, me and my co-host Mike T. And we talk about making changes. Uh, This past week's topic was New Year, New You in Five Steps. Revolved a little bit about health. And again, I'm not a health like nut person, but I am a plus size model. So I've tried a bunch of different health things and brought up some topics. And just, um, you know, just just, just a bullet point things on health uh, when it comes to like making changes. So I'll go ahead and check that out. I'll make sure I leave uh, links to those down below. And uh, that's basically that was going on for me this week. So, you know, I'd like to definitely hear how your guys' weeks are going. Hopefully it was great. And uh, thank you for taking time to listen to the show. So let's just get right into today's topics. Um, Obviously, it is the 11th. It is Monday when I'm doing the recordings. So this Thursday coming up is Valentine's Day. Um, my personal take and the wife's personal take, this is a truly consumerist holiday. Um, I really don't know too much history behind it, but you know, our take is, you know, love should be shown throughout the year, not just one day of the year. Uh, so Valentine's day, you know, you get the stuff for the kids and take the school and blah, blah, blah. But other than that, for the most part, we're not, we're not big Valentine's day folks um the other cool thing is about not being valentine's day folks is you don't got to go to restaurants that are highly overpriced or anything like that you know you just go to them on a regular old thursday that's not valentine's day and you're not dealing with crowds and you know you're not doing dealing with the price gouging um well for some folks it's 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 a cool little occasion and i can't discount that i can't discount the fact that you know, uh, some people do take it seriously. They go all out, you know, 12 dozen roses, blah, 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 hearts, chocolates, things like that. Um, so I can't discount that either. I mean, you know, it's good uh, business, a good business day for folks, you know, that are in the restaurant industry that, you know, high end restaurants or, you know, they take reservations or there'll be places that take reservations that don't that won't normally because they just know that's going to be a big um, eat out night. Now, this year, it being on a Thursday, and I don't know if it's always on a Thursday. I highly doubt it, though. But, um, so, you never know. It, people might wait till the Friday or the Saturday to celebrate or go out on those fancy dinners or whatever. But I kind of expect, um, you know, folks will take that Thursday to kind of wine and dine their significant others. 
Uh, for us, like I said, not a big thing, but it's just interesting that this particular Thursday, or we should, um, I ended up getting the wife an accessory for a truck that should come tomorrow, and then we're going to uh, get it installed on um, on Thursday. So just so happens, happy Valentine's Day to the wife. Um, but it's something we were planning on getting anyway for the truck. Um, and if you don't know, my wife is a big truck person. I am not. Like, I drive a, a really small car. I drive a 2011 Scion XB. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and she drives a, a huge truck. Like, and she loves it. And she's like this little lady that jumps out. And she has to, like, jump in and out of it. And But she loves it. So, you know, that's what we ended up getting for her. <coughs> Excuse me. Like I said, the kids are sick. Um, you know, and so it looks like I'm coming down with a little bit of a throat thing. Um, so that's my take on Valentine's Day. Like I said, it just so happens that we're getting something installed on the wife's truck on Valentine's Day. So, um, so yeah, I just kind of want to bring that up. I want to know, you know, what are you guys doing, um, for Valentine's Day, if anything, or, or are you like us? You know, um, it's not really just a big deal for us. Um, so not a, but, but I don't know if it's like relating or whatever, but every time Black History Month comes up, it always reminds me a story of my dad. So kind of want to talk about Black History Month and, you know, growing up in Oakland, big thing. You know, we all when I, I remember a particular time when we were in middle school, you know, part of I was in a choir, or choir or whatever, whatever it was, whatever class it was, we had to do a performance or not a performance, but like more like a. A monologue or a soliloquy or something like that where we we picked you know a famous person's speech and um you know i picked you know dr martin luther king jr's uh, i have a dream speech and um you know i'm i'm at home and my dad's hearing me listen you know hearing me listen to this or you know rehearse the speech over and over and over again and you know he makes a comment now mind you my dad was born in 1929 so I'm sure he was around somewhere around this time that all this was happening. And I don't know if he made it a joke or not or whatever the case was. But, you know, he was like, well, you know, why, why, why did, why did, you know, Dr. King say one day? You know, one day. And, and he'd always say that. He said, why one day? It should be all days. You know, and I don't know if he was making fun or, you know, whatever the case was. But I just remember that very vividly. You know, he was like, you know. We should want peace all days. We should want that all days. And don't ask me to quote the speech or anything at this point. I just remember going over and over and over and over again. And and he pulled, you know, he didn't pull me to the side, but he made that comment like, you know, why is it only one day? You know, that's. And I think he he made a joke, a joke, um, out of like, uh, what is it, the semantics of it all? But but um, but yeah. So growing up, you know, in Oakland. You know, Black History Month was was a big month, and it is. Every time it comes around, it always reminds me of my my dad making you know that you know that one day. Why is it one day? It should be all days. It should be all days. And every time like I come across something like that that reminds me of my dad, I definitely want to share it with you guys. This is the Dad's Life podcast, and um, yeah, I don't know. Just it was a fun memory. You know, he was just sitting there watching me rehearse. And, you know, I'm like trying to, you know, free at last, free at last, you know, thank God almighty we're free at last. And, you know, he, he just made the comment, and, you know, 
I just thought it was interesting, and it stuck with me all these years, you know. Um, so yeah, you know, happy Black History Month. Um, and and let's kind of get into the meats and potatoes of of kind of like what what the episode is about today. The main thing is um, customer service. I want to talk about it. I come from a background of customer service. Like I worked at McDonald's, was my first job. I say I went from McDonald's to like working at a warehouse. Then a warehouse, I went to go work at Walmart. Walmart, I went to go work for this uh, magazine delivery company. You know, from there, I went to go work for Foot Locker. From Foot Locker to GameStop, or I guess it was, uh, uh, but what was, it wasn't called GameStop. I think it was called EB Games, Electronics Boutique. So EB Games, and then they got bought out by GameStop, and then Verizon, and then, you know, where I currently am. Um, so a lot of customer service, a lot of customer service. And, uh, you know, me and the wife, we, we've we been eating out quite some time or whatever to some of the restaurants, not necessarily in our city, but in the city over or two cities over. And the customer service has just been terrible. Um, I mean, atrocious. And just some examples, you know, we went to the Red Lobster. And obviously, you know, the restaurant's not full at all. And there's like a 10-minute wait. So we're like, oh, okay, this is already a, a bad vibe. Um, you know, we finally sit down. You know, the the waiter, I guess, is the bartender. You know, he doesn't introduce himself. Comes over. <coughs> you know, just takes half our order. Forgets the other half. I mean, it just, it just was atrocious. Um, and then... Like a month ago or whatever, we went out to the Outback Steakhouse, and that was a mess. Um, you know, I guess a lot of these restaurants are going to these Zeosks where um, they use like an electronic iPad thing they put at your table. You could pay, you could order drinks, order desserts, and stuff like that. You could call for the waiter or waitress or your server or whatever. But, but, but it's taking away from the customer service. So, you know, at a couple places that have those, I find that the servers aren't coming around as often to check up on us. And, um, you know, I'm thinking, okay, you know, I, I want to pay. And so, like, you know, I kind of wave them down to, you know, go get the check. And they're like, no, you have to pay through the Zios thing. And I say, okay, that's fine. And then it gets to the point where, you know, they, they you know, it says enter the tip you want to put. And, you know, we eat out, and I know, you know, servers, like, minimum wage, if you work on tips, is like $2.18 or whatever it is because you make tips. Now, I feel bad because I want to give a tip because I know that they could potentially make a really low wage. But when you really got shitty customer service, you never were around, you know, I asked for the check. You say, basically, you can't help me with that either. Why am I tipping you, you know? Um, you know, I go to a restaurant because I don't feel like cooking, doing dishes, or any of that. Refilling my drink, you know, I will pay for that, and I'll pay a tip. But, you know, you go into these establishments nowadays, and I'll say, you know, who is it? I think it's Outback, Olive Garden, like all these chains, all these chains we've gone to. I think Chili's, um, you know, they're all going towards that little Zios thing. And, you know, good, good for that company but bad for that customer service. Like the customer service in those cases are terrible. Um, I will have to say that uh, I believe, 
I truly believe, and this is a bunch of different places we've gone to, we've had terrible customer service, um, especially when it comes to like the server and all that stuff. And I do believe that customer service really stems from from manners, and um, you know the fact that we've gone to like a digital age where we don't really interact with other people face to face. I think that affects the manners and the etiquette and you know, the respect and all that stuff or being able to read a situation. And in turn, if you don't have the basic etiquette, basic manners of how to deal with people face to face, you go into a profession that requires you to deal with people face to face that may or may not be investing into training, which I think a lot of places have been not investing into training uh, for customer service, that you're going to have a terrible customer experience. And you know, with the inclusion of all this technology, that's what you're getting. You know, you're getting a lack of professionalism. You're getting a lack of common courtesy, you know, looking people in the eye when you speak, introducing yourself, um, saying thank you, you're welcome, like all these different things that normally come with normal etiquette. Now, now you're in a profession and you're working and they really don't train you on them or you haven't been, you know, you, you, your parents haven't trained you on some of the basic stuff. And now you're out in the public struggling. And I really think it's, it's a sign of the times as far as like automation goes. And I also feel it's a sign of the times that, you know, some of us parents are getting really lax. And, you know, I want to bring that customer service interaction back. I'd have to say... What made me even start thinking about this was like some like mall-based women's or girls store. I think it was like something Ruse or something. Maybe one of you guys know about it was going out of business. And I'm like, well, you know, I worked at Foot Locker and, you know, you had this whole thing. You know, they hit the lease line, you you know, welcome to the store, you know, all let them know of any promotions you got going on. Introduce yourself, let them know what promotions you got going on, if they had any questions. Or, you know, they need help to find things that you, you're, you made yourself available and you were pleasant with it. And even if you were having a bad day, you still had to go through this whole script thing in your head. And that was the way you made sales, you know, because at Foot Locker at the time, I don't know what it is now, but you like you got like 2% of everything you sold. So, you know, you wanted to have that good rapport with the person. You wanted to be able to upsell them, but you just couldn't do it by them coming in. And, you know, like if you were rude or whatever, they're not going to buy the socks or shoe cleaner or nothing like that. So, you know, you really had to, if you wanted your sales to go up, you had to learn how to be pleasant. Um, so, so yeah, you know, we, um, so that store is going out of business. And I was like, you know, I think going back part of it or, you know, like, oh, you know, pushing people to online sales is yeah number one it's availability like sometimes you don't you can't carry all the sizes or you don't have all the styles or whatever the case is so i get it it pushes people to online but i also think that it's the customer experience that's lacking that when people come into stores you know the associates that are there or the servers that are there they're not knowledgeable about the things that they're selling or you know they, they really have a bad attitude or anything like that like those are the main things like we went to, when we were looking at the truck, because we just got the truck recently, we looked. We went to a bunch of different dealerships. And it's bad when I could walk in and talk more about your product than you could tell me about. Like if 
I walk in and say, well, how does the hatch open up? Like when we were looking at pilots years ago, the sales guy didn't know how the rear window hatch opened. And then you expect me to buy something from you. You know, I don't, I don't get that when you're a salesperson. If you're not selling nothing, you need to be, you know, doing research on the product you're selling. So that when people are asking you about it, they could, uh, you know, you, you could talk to them in confidence. You know, like why sell something you're not confident in, in as far as like product knowledge or whatever. You know, so, you know, just a, a, a terrible experience. You know, like, like, you know, people aren't out there, you know, doing their research. They're not, you know, as far as like sales go and stuff like that. You know, they're not there. We went to a dealership and the dude... Like once we kind of told him that we're just looking, blah, blah, blah. He totally pawned us off on somebody else and didn't want to talk to us anymore. We had a gang of questions because we, we were looking at Ford F-150s or F-250s and didn't know anything about any of these Ford trucks because we're always like, you know, Toyota. And so we had a bunch of questions. And the guy, as soon as he found out we were just looking, he disregarded us. We never went back to that dealership again based on that alone. And then we went to another Ford dealership and the guy, as soon as we told him that, he's like, okay, what can I show you? I'm dealing with a couple customers. Let me get back to you. And I actually even yelped him and said, hey, we came in, told him that we weren't going to buy anything, but he treated us like a million dollars. So I think customer experience is also what drives people to go online shopping. Like if I go shopping and there's big crowds and whatever, and I get irritated with the person the salesperson, or there's nobody around to help me out, then yeah, of course I'm not going to go. I can find it, <coughs> excuse me, I can find it more convenient going somewhere else. And I'm sure that's a story that a lot of you have, and that's why a lot of us use Amazon or whatever you use to buy your products, Ebates or eBay or whatever, you know, or even maybe even that store, but just buying it online versus going into the store and buying it because you had a bad, terrible, you had a terrible customer service experience and you'd rather just not deal with the people there. So that's my personal take on it. And, you know, my advice and as being a parent, as I related, basic customer service skills do come from basic manners. Just talking to people, entering rooms, you know, announcing yourself, saying hi to everybody in the room. You can get invited to somebody's house for a party, you know, you go to the person who owns the house that's hosting the location and you let them, hey, you know, thank you for hosting. Thank you for the invite. You have a beautiful home. Here goes a bottle of wine. You know, you don't just walk in and just, you know, you know, go into the refrigerator without saying hi to anybody. <coughs> um, so, you know, I would like to hear from you. Like, where do you guys think today's customer service or share some of your customer service experience that are bad or possibly some good ones um, but I think a lot of brick and mortar businesses are suffering especially like the mom and pop shops that don't have a major brand backing behind them I think they suffer from um, from terrible customer service and I think that companies need to reinvest into training customer service I think as parents we need to invest into our children about you know basic etiquette um, you know, being able to look somebody in the eye, you know, give them a good strong handshake, you know, uh, be confident when dealing with people, you know, again, being courteous, holding doors open, you know, for people, just some of the basic stuff. 
And, you know, if, if somebody, I, I'll tell you right now, I'll walk into an establishment and get a really good customer service thing and I'll check in on Yelp. I'll give them a good review. It'll, it'll make me come back. You know, there's a bunch of places that we have gone to in town that have great customer service. Um, one, I'll have to say, we go to this pho place and they just treat us like family. Their food is good, mind you. And, you know, but the food is good. The service is good. Every time we walk in there, if it's busy or not, you know, the, you know, the service is on point. The food takes a little longer. They're always apologetic. They're always walking around, you know, making sure we're okay. So it makes the experience worth it. Now, I will say that I have to do a shout out on this one that I had a really excellent customer service experience because I worked in fast food before. And I was at the Habit Grill or I don't know if wherever you're listening to, you have one of these, but it's like a, a five guys or in and out or something like that, but it's called the habit and it's a burger place. And, um, you know, a lot of places I'll say, okay, this is what I want to order. And they'll be like, oh, well, we don't have that or we can't make it this way or whatever. So I go in there and if you're familiar with the habit, you know, I ordered a double char Swiss mushroom lettuce wrap. Right. And then I tell her, you know, can you take this and take that or whatever? Give it a whole custom order. So she goes, okay, okay. She's like punching in some keys or whatever. And she was like, okay, so just to give you a heads up, we actually do not have a double char, right? A double char Swiss mushroom burger. So what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to charge you for a double char, make it lettuce wrapped, Take away the mayonnaise, add the garlic aioli, add the mushrooms, add the Swiss, and basically it is going to be exactly what you want. So I thought that was great. That was out of the thinking box, out of the box thinking, quick, quickly instead of saying, "Oh well, we don't have that. Let me see if I can make it." Like she automatically made it, and then, you know, because I was going to look on the receipt and be like, "What the hell is all this?" You know, she explained it to me. And she made what I want happen. So, you know, of course, I automatically told her, I was like, you know, you're awesome for that. Like, you know, not too many places would be able to do that or figure that out or willing to put in that extra amount of work. So I think I actually even have to yelp her because I really thought that that was awesome, especially from our young adults out there that, you know, in the digital day and age, a lot of people don't know how to deal with, you know, customer service or dealing with people. And I was very impressed that she was able to take what I wanted, see what she was working with, and made both of those things happen. You know, like, you know, this is what we have. This is what you wanted. So I'm going to make some changes to something that we have and give you exactly what you want. I thought it was awesome. And it might be something as simple as a cheeseburger or whatever, but it took creativity and it took fast thinking. And she did it. And I actually ordered the wrong thing. But um, I, what I ordered is what she made for me. So I thought that was a great customer service experience. And I'll obviously be going back to the habit because we really like their food. But I mean, there are those little glimpses of it. But more often than not, we're seeing a lot of bad customer service. So, you know, that's basically it. That's basically my, my topic for today. Um, just because we've had a slew of just terrible customer service. And what I would like to do is, again, I'd like to hear from you guys. What do you guys think 
about the current state of customer service. If you guys go out or like, why do you guys shop online or anything like that? Um, and then of course, if you have any good positive ones, I'd love to hear those and where was it at? And, you know, what happened, you know, did, you know, somebody help you purchase the car that you wanted or maybe the cell phone that you wanted or were able to help you order some shoes online that you couldn't get in store or, you know, shout out those people too. So anyway, that's basically all the time we have for today's episode. But before, again, we end the episode, I'd like for you, to, first of all, to say thank you for taking time out to listen to the podcast. Again, I have noticed like all my analytics, each and every episode previous to this one has been 15 and up or 14 and up at least as far as the listens go. So I do appreciate all of you guys that are taking your time out to listen. Um, obviously, if you are on the Anchor FM app, I just found out that they got bought by Spotify, so there may be some changes coming to the podcast based upon that. But until then, we'll just kind of keep rolling with what we got. Also, um, again, you can hit me up uh, on Twitter at Sean Flack. You can also hit me up on Facebook. That's at Sean Flack 2.0. You can find a the Dad's Life podcast group on Facebook if you wanted to make some comments there. Uh, and then, of course, hit me on Twitter. I'm always checking it or whatever. Always ought to get alerts for Twitter a lot. So if you want to hit me directly, you can follow me there, tag me there, ask me questions there, and I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can. Um, and then, of course, last but not least, we have the website at SeanFlag.com. It's going to have links to the show you're listening to and also the other two projects that I'm working on, which are obviously my, uh, or uh, sorry, three projects because the website in itself is a blog page and it has links to the Practical Pivot Show uh, on YouTube and also my SeanFlag 2.0 YouTube page that sporadically has some stuff coming out on it. Um, again, thank you for listening and hopefully as you're listening to this, you're having a great week. I wish you guys to have a great week coming up, and that's basically it. So thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support. Any questions, comments, or emotional outbursts, again, don't forget to hit me on any of those ways, preferably Twitter, because I always, for some reason, have some kind of notification on that. All right, so have a good evening, have a good week, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace.